Hey guys, and welcome to the Upside Podcast. This is episode 3.5, brought to you by The Happiness Co. We're doing this because a post went viral over the last fortnight or so on Happiness Co.'s Facebook page, and we wanted to break it down for you. Richard Branson's letter, Dear Stranger, is the subject matter of today's In Between a Podcast. Uh, We broke it down into terms that hopefully you'll enjoy. Uh, Please like, share, comment, tag away on anything that we post so we can get this movement going around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy episode 3.5. Hey everybody, welcome to the Upside Podcast. I am Robbie Fig and this is Julian Pace. Good afternoon, Robbie, mate. Super excited to do this special edition of the Upside for the Happiness Go podcast. Reason we're together today is uh, there was a bit of a post, not a bit of a post, a post that went up on the Happiness Co. Facebook page. Uh, Jules had been doing some research for some programs that the Happiness Co. run, uh, including their 21-day challenge, uh, which is a fantastic uh, little venture that the Happiness Co. take people on uh, to improve their everyday life. Um, this one was called Dear Stranger. Uh, it was termed as the best five minutes of everyone's life, and for 900,000 people, uh, went a little bit viral. Um, it was the best five minutes of their life, and we're going to break down this letter into little uh, snippets so you can understand exactly what the letter's about. And we're going to delve a little bit deeper into what Richard Branson was talking about, the Richard Branson of Virgin and Co. Um, and we're going to talk everything... Uh, Tough times, we're going to talk about being sad and stressed, stopping and breathing, everything that the letter touches upon. So uh, Jules, let's go through the first element uh, of the letter um, in the first paragraph. Richard talks about tough times and, uh, and what it means to be going through a tough time uh, on a daily basis uh, in those patches of your life where you're not feeling the best. Yeah, and, and really... Really super important to touch on this quickly, Robbie, which is about the human needs. The reason this has gone viral as such and the reason that so many people uh, have connected to this particular post from Richard is because it taps into uh, being relatable to every single person on the planet Mm -hmm. because we're all seeking happiness. We're all seeking fulfillment. We're all seeking, I guess, the good life. And his his Dear Stranger post or letter was a really true reflection of, of what it looks like because people perceive him as successful because of his empire. But in truth, you know, he talks about this quite a bit, that he built an empire because he was happy. And he's talked about, at the start of this uh, this letter, Dear Stranger, and he goes into talking about the struggles and the tough times of life. And everyone listening to this podcast right now would understand that life is hard. It will knock you down. It will slap you in the face. It doesn't matter how much you prepare for the challenges, they will always come. And one of the big things that I loved about the letter was he talked about the struggles, but why it's so important to have the truth and the honesty around your struggles is because the truth sets us free. What so many people try and do is they try and resist their struggles. And what you resist persists. So if you're not honest about what the problem is, you can't fix the problem, if that makes sense. If you're trying to make it something it's not, you can't fix the problem. If you try and and use different tools to fix the problem, it won't work. You have to be honest with yourself, most importantly, to be able to get the outcomes that you're looking for, which, as I mentioned before, the truth will set you free. And I always tell this to people. Divorce the story and marry the truth. And I think that's what Richard was trying to allude to. He also goes into the fact that um, in those tough times... 
it is okay to be stressed, scared, and sad. Um, and he also mentions that he's been stressed, scared, and sad, which for a lot of people looking into who he is, that, you know, obviously it happens to everyone, but we think some people are invincible sometimes. So, um, you know, he talks about confronting his biggest fears over and over again. It's okay to be stressed, Jules. What does that mean? Misconception again about yep. the most successful people in our life are superheroes. They're just people that feel. We all have emotions. Every successful person on the planet. If you read enough to you read the books, you watch the podcast, you'll see this. That we all feel the same emotions. The difference between the Richard Bransons and the Oprahs and the Tony Robbinses of the world is they just don't live there. They feel the fear. They feel the stress. But most importantly, what they do so well is they surrender to it. They don't resist it. They surrender to it. It's like I am a little fearful today. I am a little stressed today. But I'm not going to let this derail me. And he talks about challenging fear. Talks about you know overcoming fear time and time again because that's resilience. It's about this is a problem. This is fearful for me. But I'm going to learn a way to win. I'm going to I'm going to find a way to win. And a great a great saying is, it's very hard to beat someone that never gives up. And I think again. Richard really, uh, you know, I guess shines a really great light on that particular point. Yeah, and I think your point there about being vulnerable and surrendering to that, um, it does kind of segue into his uh, his next paragraph, which talks about um, being, you know, fortunate to live an extraordinary life. Um, but even at that level, even at that uh, peak of success, in inverted commas, you can still be vulnerable and you should be vulnerable. So he talks about... Um, yeah, like I said, that success, that wealth, whatever it might be. But what does success actually look like for just the everyday person? Because a billionaire, you know, uh, for lack of a better word, is not a normal average lifestyle. You know, what does success actually look like to different people, I think is a, a good point to touch on. Success is not what we see in the magazines, Robbie. It's not what we see in the newspapers, on the television. I do fit into a bikini really well, though. So. <laughs> but this is, again, everyone thinks success is you know, this elusive, you know, it's about having more money and more things to, to impress people you don't like. And we're supposed to love people and use things, Robbie, but now we use people and we love things. Success is different to every single person on the planet. Success can be around love and around health, around relationships, around your career, around being who you are. But what uh, Richard touches on, I think is so valuable, he talks about he's not happy because he's successful. He's successful because he's happy. Yeah, and I, I love that. He says that in, you know, it's uh, in reverse, you know, that, that wealth and rich, richness? <laughs> wealth and being rich, um, you know, may have brought him happiness is the perception, but he's saying that it's the reverse. He's successful, wealthy, and connected because he was happy and rich in life beforehand. And one of my big, my huge, huge beliefs around happiness, Robbie, is if you're happy in life, everything else will thrive. Your relationship will thrive. Your career will thrive. Because when you're happy, you take more action. And running Happiness Co. as an entity, as a social movement, we try and inspire that internal happiness in people so they go after what they want. They believe in themselves and they know what happiness actually looks like because without knowing what it is, it's very hard to find. And I think Richard talks about this. It's like, I was happy first and he would have his own conception mm -hmm. uh, and concept of what he was to be happy. But it's the little things that you do well every day that make you happy. Makes a lot of sense. Um, and then Richard goes into talking about um, how many people uh, get caught up in doing what they think will make them happy 
um, and he says in his in his opinion that this is where they fail. Hundred percent, Rob. And I re- the big reason that this is so true is because we search and scroll social media for things that make us happy. Yeah. Again, we look in the magazines. So if we have a better body, we're sexy. If we have a better job and make more money, we're successful. If we have a dream partner, that means that we're loved. And these are all just. Uh, uh, disillusions that make people want more of things that doesn't make them happy. Like circumstance makes your life better, but who you are makes you happy. And the reason like a lot of people don't know who they are anymore is because they spend so much time with other people. We spend so much of our life trying to think, if I did this, he talks about thinking, this will make me happy. If I did this, I'll fit in. If I do that, then people will like me. If I did this, maybe I'll get that dream job and that dream girl. Mm. Ultimately, who you are will get you your happiness, and as a result of that, you'll get the things that you want. And uh, you mentioned there about spending more time with people. It's not just in person anymore. It's obviously on social media. Uh, it's via phone and text and everything that comes with technology. Um, and his point about uh, it's not about human doing. It's about, yeah, so it's not about being a human doing. It's about being a human being. So much of our life is a rat race. Think about the noise, Robbie. <laughs> I reckon the average person has the, uh, the attention span around seven seconds. Sorry, Matt, what were you saying? <laughs> <laughs> and I reckon about 10 years ago, it was about 13 seconds. There's so much noise uh, in marketing and media. It's so much coming out. People competing for your attention engagement. All the time. And we get so busy with our jobs to be successful. Again, we spend so much time trying to be more, to do more, to become more. And what that costs us is the things that matter most which is who we are. And when you stop being a human being and you start being a human doing, then where's the enjoyment of life? I like his point again in that same paragraph, probably one of the most uh, potent paragraphs in the whole letter. Don't forget the to-do list, but remember to write a to-be list, which is fantastic. So um, that kind of segues really nicely, obviously, into that next paragraph, which is that kids are often asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? You know, this world expects aspiration and planning and you've got to think about where you're going before you get there. Is, is there some um, solace in, in just going with the flow without being too uh, eat, pray, love? <laughs> Great saying. Everybody dies, not everyone lives, Robbie. Mm. If you really want to live, you want to live your purpose. You want to live something that gets you out of bed in the morning and lights you up. So many of us go back to human doings. We're just doing something because it's a talent. The difference between talent and skill is skill is something that you have and you work on it hours and hours and hours and hours. And lots of people say to me, I don't know what my, you know, my purpose is. I say to them, work on your passion and you'll find your purpose. Love it. He also mentions that you know, people say, uh, people get that, um, that formulaic response, go to school, go to uni, uh, get married, have kids, you'll be happy. You know, and I think that, um, again, that's a social media thing as well, where you're seeing people buying houses. You don't know if their parents have chipped in, but you feel a little less successful, you know, and that, that kind of uh, facade can be really dangerous. So, you know, you just got to concentrate on what you're passionate about and, and go with your own flow rather than being, I guess, molded by society in general. Yeah, and Oprah talks about this, another great uh, you know, world mentor. Run your own race. Mm. When you're running your own race, and you know Richard Branson was a you know high school dropout. He's, he had severe dyslexia, and I'm a big fan of Richard. But he built it on his terms. You know, a lot of people said he couldn't, and he won't, and he can't. And he says this in one of his books, "Losing My Virginity." He talks about learn the rules so you know how to break them. And I think uh, that comes uh, back to people who are judging haters, if you like. 
um, for lack of a better term. What can you do to block them out in all that noise? Just be really comfortable with who you are. And being yourself in a world that's trying to make you someone else is the greatest gift and strength that you can give yourself. And Richard would back that up 112% because being who you are... It's a very specific number. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, being who you are will get you what you want. Being who you aren't will get you not what you want. You may have more things, but you won't have the thing that you want most, which is happiness. And happiness is in seeking who you are. And I want to touch on the haters quickly because this particular post, you know, I think it's got something like, you know, 3,000 comments or something. Yeah. A lot of them have been really positive, really positive in the, in the message, Dear Stranger. Mm. There's been someone there saying, you know, Richard, it's easy when you've got a billion dollars or easy when you're a millionaire and you've got all this money. And I want to say to anyone listening to this podcast, and you probably are listening to it because I've tagged you in it, that you don't have to have money to be happy. And people always ask me, it's easy in someone else's world. If you don't like your world, you can always change it. I find it quite interesting that people... Um, I, look, I know you've got to take everything that people say online with a grain of salt, but when something happens with a person of success, that tall poppy syndrome kind of kicks in, especially in Australia for some reason, but not just Australia, it's all over the world, where, you know, like your Gina Reinhardt's, people find the negatives. You know, obviously they took people... Uh, sorry, they took money from people, whether it was investors, whether it was... Uh, their parents, whether it was you know any sort of uh, inheritance, you still got to turn a million into two hundred billion or whatever it is. It's it's um, it's success in a, a cash form, but I think what Richard is saying, you can do uh, you can be a human doing and a human being whilst being successful, and they're not you know one in the same necessarily, and you don't have to have that um, material world to appreciate what's around you. And that kind of or definitely segues into that next paragraph about stop and breathe. Be healthy, be around your friends and family, be there for people, you know, let, let people be there for you. Um, and, you know, just be confident and bold, you know, just for a minute. So true. And, you know, you know what we do at Happiness Co, Robbie, we spend a lot of time on stage, we spend a lot of time getting prepared for big events uh, and making big impacts. And a lot of people always ask me this, and I think it's really relative to what Richard said. Do you get nervous or do you get worried or do you get scared? But most importantly, I, I believe in the moment, which is be there, be real, enjoy it, because you never get the moments back. Yeah. You never get the moments back with your friends and your family. The hardship will always come. But to find the enjoyment in the little things is such a big part of enjoying life. All right, I'm going to play devil's advocate. I'm going to be that hater on the comments section. Uh, it's, it's real easy to be there and be there for someone if you've got the money to make other people do things for you. Dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. Discuss. Dot, 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 dot. Everyone's always going to yeah, have Yeah, that was all in capital letters, by the way, like a proper troll. <laughs> a consensus of glass half empty, glass half full. Yep. Optimist, and I'm big on this, you know, Robbie Beer, optimist and a world full of pessimists. And life is not easy. And I've gone through my uh, fair share of struggles, Robbie, and you know that, and the listeners that follow us would know that. And everyone's got a story. But it's easy to sit there and throw stones. We never know what people have gone through. We never know their story. And we never know how hard it was to build an empire. Building a company at any magnitude is hard, or any scale is hard. 95% of companies in Australia fail in the first 12 months. Mm -hmm. It's so hard to do, and it's so easy to throw rocks instead. And I'm not saying Richard Branson is perfect. I'm far from it. I'm not saying he's perfect at all. I'm not saying anyone's perfect. I'm saying that everyone does the best with what they have and who they are. 
And I think it says a lot about a person when they're willing to, to cast those stones. But, you know, everybody is, uh, no one's irreparable. Um, and it's interesting, you know, I'd love them to just take a, a moment to stop and, and think about, you know, exactly what they're saying. It just doesn't make sense. So I, th- I always talk about extreme ownership. Yeah. Own where you are, own your mistakes, own your uh, shortfalls, own your weaknesses. And you are ultimately in control of your life. People who say that I could never do this, be this, become this. I don't, I'm not a believer in that. I believe that you are in control of your own destiny. Which is interesting because that, again, um, alludes to the next fact about being um, or not sweating the small stuff. You know, you there are variables out there, that, or even variables, that you can't control. Um, and you talk about going on stage and different things. You know, what's your audience going to be like? Or you talk about uh, this podcast. Will people like it? Will they not? Uh, we don't consciously think about it. Um, you know, we hope that people enjoy it. Uh, you kind of throw it at the wall and it sticks, it sticks. But... We always talk about working corporate events and uh, a lot of that surround, is surrounded by uh, feedback and whether people enjoy it. I think if you go in with the attitude that they will enjoy it and you go in with confidence, like you're saying, be in the moment, be present, be genuine, that can have a big impact. But in terms of you know, not sweating the small stuff, what is it in your opinion that we can do to help, first of all, control the uncontrollable? And is that possible? You can't control circumstance. We all know that. There's only one thing you can control is how you feel and what it means to you. And I think this is really important for anyone listening right now that's enjoyed the Dear Stranger letter. You can only control two things in life, what it means to you and then what you do about it. And if you know you sweat the small stuff, you let circumstance control you. You can't always control relationship breakups. You can't control health challenges. You can't control what happens in your career. But you can control how you get up. And there's an 80-20 rule. If you spent... You know, most people spend 80% of their time thinking about the problem and 20% of the time thinking about the solution. If you just flip that round and spent 80% of the time working on the solution and 20% of the problem, you would get there faster because the problem doesn't change. It already happened. Mm. It literally happened yesterday. The problem is dead and gone. Is it, I want people to think about these three power questions when it comes to what Richard said. Number one, what happened? Number two, what does it mean to me? And number three, what can I do about it? I want to uh, take you back a little bit, just back to that sweating the small stuff and the variables before we wrap that little section up. A lot of people say you make your own luck um, and a lot of people say they're unlucky. There's, there's, a, there's a couple of different types of people. For those that say they're unlucky constantly, is that a cop-out? Robbie, I believe you get what you deserve. And Jim Rohn said this, don't wish it was easy, wish that you were better. People talk about luck and unluck. People call me lucky at times. You're lucky because you get to travel and and do uh, the work that you love. And I'm like, there's no luck. I believe in hard work, Robbie. I believe in obsession. I believe in rolling up your sleeves. And when people uh, go out and party on the weekend and, and aren't willing to give up the things to create more success in their lives, they're the people that say they're unlucky. Mm. Richard talks about um, taking the time to simply to be and appreciate the fruits of life and your stresses will begin to dissolve and you'll be happier. Again, uh, just taking a, a different tack on that, could that be that you're just pushing things down and repressing or you know, what does that mean to you? Being in the moment is so important. You think about so many people worry about the past. Mm. You're not your mistakes and you're not your past. You are not, your future hasn't even come into fruition yet. And if you don't spend time in the moment, then how can you really dissolve the challenges of life? And I talk about the movie cinemas, talk about being in the moment. If you sit there long enough and wait for the curtain to drop, you'll realize what's behind the curtain. A lot of people aren't willing to sit in the moment because it's FOMO. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I don't want to miss. I don't want you know from the movie Aerosmith. I don't want to miss a thing. I don't want to close my eyes. Good karaoke song. Great song. But you're not going to miss a thing because you, what you're going to find is the best asset of life, which is who you are. Absolutely. And I really like uh, the last point, Jules, uh, from Richard, which talks about not just seeking happiness when you're sad, um, you know, talking about that it's, it's not a goal, more of a journey situation. What does that mean to you from a Happiness Co. point of view and your experience? Yeah, probably my favourite part of the whole uh, Dear Stranger letter, Robbie, is because everyone knows when they're a little overweight and they're not feeling great, they'll go to the gym. And everyone knows when they're a little lonely, they want to find someone to make them feel uh, like they're loved. And happiness is ongoing. Uh, Happiness is progress, and we should aim for it every single day, which is like continuity, consistency, that reprogramming, because happiness is who you are in the ups and the downs. And I think there's a big misconception of happiness versus pleasure. Yeah. Pleasure is not happiness. Happiness is ongoing. Quick fix style. Yeah. Pleasure is like, I'm going to make it feel better in the moment. So One when night I'm, stand. Yeah, when, yeah, exactly. <laughs> when I'm not feeling great, I'm going to do something. So when I'm not feeling happy or I'm feeling unhappy, I'm going to find happiness. That's pleasure. Happiness is every day, in the everyday moments, working on who you are. Growth equals progress. No progress band-aid solutions and, and that all that jazz. I think... Um, he makes a really good point about taking the focus off uh, doing and start being every day, as we said before, human doing, human being. Um, you know, be grateful, be loving, be helpful, reach out, and uh, and also be a spectator to your own thoughts. What do you think he means by that? One of the the greatest things I, I love about successful people that have made it in this world, and re- I'm talking about all the pillars of success. They talk about being flexible in your thinking. And flexible with your feelings because ultimately as a person we're made up by these three things how you think how you feel and how you behave if you can be a spectator of your own thoughts it means that you're not so associated with to them so i feel this way right now and we get so much emotional attachment to that if we could be more of a spectator and let our thoughts come and go they wouldn't do so much damage because the quality of your life is linked to the quality of the emotions that you choose to live in so if you're a spectator to your thoughts it's easy to let them come and go as he says, allowing yourself to be in that moment and appreciating that moment, taking the focus off everything you think you need to do and start being, and he promises that happiness will follow. I think at Happiness Co., uh, with your happiness challenges and all the things that you guys do as a movement, it really uh, harks back to being self-aware um, and, and, like he says, allowing yourself to be in that moment, which is fantastic. Um he talks about focus and putting energy into certain things. Uh, it takes a lot of energy to, to fix and address issues. So what kind of energy would you say that he's talking about? Well, where your focus goes, your energy flows and your results will show, Robbie. So the more you focus in on the good things in your life and being more happy, the more your energy will go there, which is your passion and your enthusiasm, and the more the result, your results will show. Very obvious. A lot of people put their time and their focus, Rob, into things that... I'm not worthy, I'm not happy, my life is bad, I wish I was more happy, I wish I had more things. Focusing on not what you have, focusing on who you are and happiness will then follow. All right, so let's jump into the comments section. Always an interesting place to delve. It's like going into the Chamber of Secrets. Uh, I've been watching a bit of Harry Potter lately. Um, (laughs) Pete Chapman says, uh, you know, get rid of 90% of the people on your Facebook and only keep those who you actually know. Uh, and those that value what you do, not everyone needs to know your business. It can overwhelm your life trying to be important 
online and uh, that you shouldn't try to be everybody's friend because most people couldn't care less about you, unfortunately. What do you think about that, Jules? I have a really short and sweet comment to that, Robbie, and it's one of the things I live my life by. If you try and be everything to everyone, you end up being nothing to no one. So spend time being who you are and making the relationships that you have matter. And obviously, it's always in perspective to what you do. If you are a social media entrepreneur or something like that, very different. But if you're just on social media scrolling, then what are you doing with your time? Interesting, because as I scroll through these comments, seeing a lot of love, like you said, a lot of people being a little bit negative, which is interesting. Um, and that's a whole another podcast, a whole other podcast, I should say. And we, we will be doing that. So you are listening to this. We are up to episode uh, four of our Upside Happiness Co. podcast, taking a look at everything uh, from a sort of positive mindset and talking about happiness v. unhappiness and nothing really beyond that. So if you'd like to get on board with that, we'd love to have you as a listener. Uh, you'll be tagged, I'm sure. There'll be some links popping up. Um, and I love this one from Carol Reed. It, it sums it up perfectly. What a lovely way to look at life. Carol, you positive thing you, uh, you positive human being. You're not a positive human doing, you're a positive human being, which is fantastic. Guys, uh, this has gone viral, this Dear Stranger letter for a reason. We hope you've enjoyed our little wrap and, uh, and the summation of the, the letter, the breakdown. Please go to Happiness Co. Give it a like on Facebook. You can reach out to Julian Pace uh, online at any time. He'll accept most requests um, unless you're trying to sell him something. And uh, myself as well, Robbie Fig, that's F-I-double-G. We'd love to chat to you uh, about what you think about the podcast and please get on SoundCloud and search Upside Podcast, Happiness Co. Get on board. We'd love to have you join us, as I said. And uh, Jules, thanks for giving your opinion on the letter and, uh, and a breakdown. Mate, super pumped. And I'm really excited to help this podcast go viral, not just obviously we've got a great uh, social movement in Australia. We'd love to spend more time in the US and the UK uh, promoting what we do over here in Australia. So if you are in the UK or the US and you're following The Happiness Co, Robbie Fig or myself, reach out uh, and give us some love and light. We'd love to hear from you guys. And uh, as always, feedback appreciated, unless it's from the guy that uh, commented in all capitals and couldn't spell very well. But uh, guys, have a fantastic day. Stay happy and remember, together we can. That was episode 3.5 of the Upside Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please give us a like or a comment or a share on any of the socials and uh, especially jump onto SoundCloud and give us a search, Upside Podcast or Happiness Co. We want to take this movement around the globe and together we can. That's our mantra. We can't do it without you, our listeners. So please, find us, love us, and we'll love you back. This has been The Upside.